Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week, we read the, a chapter from the books with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. I'm Robin. <laughs> um, I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today, we are discussing chapter 16 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, the Chamber of Secrets. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> So first, we have a couple of announcements and reminders. Um, you can follow along or follow the conversation and follow us on Twitter, hashtag Wizard Team, and at We Black and Nerds. Yeah. And also be sure to tell us who is your MVP and who you have bitch. Yeah, we want it to be interactive and we want to know your thoughts, so... Just, oh, you yeah. know, any, let us know. <laughs> let us know what your thoughts are. I still are. don't have internet, so I still don't have a script. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. You're winging it. Um, have you Do ever, it live. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be black at Hogwarts? Do you want to write about it? Um, we're working on a project called Hogwarts BSU, a collection of fan art, um, stories, etc., illustrating what it would be like to be a black Hogwarts student. Um, if you would like to submit, you can check out our website for guidelines, blackgirlsnerdout.com. Um, there are also some examples and stuff of some stuff we've already posted. Um, you can also email us, um, if you just want to bounce ideas off of us at weblackandnerds at gmail.com. Yep. Do you love our blog? Do you love Wizard Team? Well, we are now on Patreon, so you can sh- help us be more sustainable and be able to do more cool things. Um, Patreon is a good platform that allows for monthly donations in exchange. We have a couple of uh, thank you gifts based on the tiers. You could give a galleon or a newt or, you know, three sickles, whatever you have. um, And we will say thank you. So you can check that out at www.patreon.com slash blackgirlsnerdout. And if you want to support us but can't commit to a monthly donation, um, we also have an Amazon affiliate link um, where you can go about your regular shopping, but we get a little money. So there's no extra money from you, but extra money for us. You can go to amzn.to forward slash BGNO. Um, the, it's on the website now. Um, so blackgirlsnerdout.com and then like one of the little tabs is donate. Um, and you can like, all the links are there. Um so that you don't have to memorize them <laughs> from listening to the podcast because that would be ridiculous. Um, shout out to productivity. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you also would like to do just a one-time donation, uh, we are on PayPal. So paypal.me slash BGNO and you can donate there. Um, again, you can find that on our website, blackgirlsnerdout.com. And thank you guys so much for any and all um, donations. We are doing some pretty cool things uh, up and coming. I am just getting back from WonderCon in Los Angeles. Um, I had a talk accepted for LaViosaCon on my birthday. So I'm going to be talking about representation in Harry Potter, you know, our favorite subject. (laughs) Um, Bayada is moving to Chicago, so there's a lot of logistics and things that we have going on there plus i she's we're trying to get her to go to wizard con yeah um and tell us what's happening there that'll be really fun there's also something else really cool happening in um chicago that i think i texted you or no 
I sent it to you on Facebook, so you'll never see it. Oh, I haven't been on Facebook. Yeah, I know that you don't go on Facebook, and I was on Facebook for, like, just checking one thing, and I saw that there's something cool happening in Chicago around the same time that I will be at LeviosaCon, actually. Oh, I'll be in D.C., so. Mother trucker! I told you, that's why I can't go to LeviosaCon, otherwise I'd go to LeviosaCon. I thought it was just because you were going to be in Chicago. No. Damn. (laughs) Well... We still have, like, a lot of awesome things that we want to do, and so that's what these donations are going towards. So thank you in advance and in previous if you are one of the um, people that have already donated. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, also subscribe to our newsletter. Um, every week we share nerd news and links to what's been going on, so if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. Um, you can go to blackgirlsnerdout.com to do so. Um, we should probably also change that to most weeks. But, yeah, most weeks. <laughs> um, I, every time I read it, I think, like, wait, that's not actually accurate. It's but not we're... accurate, unfortunately. I will I will try to get better, but also I have no internet. This, whatever. We're, we're working on it. Um, yeah. I got the cable guy coming. Hopefully he'll be able to help me out. Exactly. Um, <laughs> um, okay. So as we, so this is, like, New new announcement. Um, so as we wrap up, we're really close to the end of um, book two. So as we wrap up, we're going to live tweet Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, the movie. Um, so join us on Saturday, May 7th at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Um, that's 8 p.m. Central time, which is when I'm operating at this point. <laughs> just and weird because I totally privilege Pacific time because no one does. No one does. I'm like, I'm like a, yeah, I, I get salty about it. But now I no longer live in that time zone, and that's yeah. sad to me. Um, but you're anyway. also going to realize that no one talks about Central Time either. Um, no, not at all. <laughs> but usually it's like Eastern. 9 p.m., but it's like 8 p.m. Central. So everything that happens at um, Easter Time happens at the same time in yeah. Central Time, most of the time, at least in terms of television. Yeah. So then it doesn't really matter. Whereas, like, they'll be like 9 p.m., 8 p.m. Central. And when I was little, I used to be like, what's 8 p.m. Central? But then it didn't count for us because... We gotta We're wait. On Pacific. Yeah, they don't care about us. Anyway, oh, I um, and it's also nine p.m. Really care about us exactly. You know um, what I'm saying. You know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's also nine p.m. Eastern time. So all of those times, May seventh, be there. Um, you can use the hashtag Hawaiian time. Yes. I don't know what that time is. No, three p.m. Three p.m. At uh, yeah, it's not Pacific time. Coastal. No. Because we're on the coast. Western Pacific. We're just making up words. Anyway. Super Pacific you, time. You can, you can use the hashtag, <laughs> hashtags, wizard team and HPCOS um, so that we can like, we'll just keep, you know, all the discussion on those two hashtags. Um, and then we'll like re, like we'll probably, what we usually do with the time with the live tweets is like we'll tweet from our like personal accounts and then just like retweet and like keep updates on the like blog account yeah so um, the blog account but if you're has, just like, on like the blog account if, has where we're at at that time and our personal account has all the feelings yeah because like we can't it'll get confusing if like we tweet two different feelings, feelings on the thing about the same scene and y'all gonna be like so what's happening here um there's two of us so <laughs> we're gonna we're just gonna separate it and then bring it together so that's like including you know your life tweets and stuff too so if you just go to like the hashtags um then you'll see like the whole conversation so that's again that's wizard team and hpcos um also we're assuming that you all have copies of 
H-P-C-O-S. And if you don't, what is wrong with you? But also, we have Download an Amazon... That shit. No, nope. We have oh. an Amazon affiliate link. So oh, that's true. You're you right, you're right. You should right. order My that bad. I was trying to be all... I was trying to go rogue. Don't go rogue. <laughs> I mean, you can go rogue if you need to. Like, if you can't afford to buy it, then, you know, okay... I'm do not what you gotta do, never, man. I'm do what you gotta do to live tweet it. with us. Yeah. <laughs> Just be um, there. But yeah, also, yeah. It's, you can get it on Amazon. Um, okay, so we have no yeah. news because we don't. This is our timey wimey. This is our yeah final. This is our final timey wimey. Hopefully. Yeah, and then we'll be back, hopefully, to our regular scheduling. The next time um, we're back, I'm, our- I'm trying to see the future. You know, I'm I'm not there i'm not in chicago yet but by this point i'll be settled down and i'll have my stuff together she'll I'm have to put that out in the atmosphere she'll have a routine that then she never deviates from ever again which is that's what probably she, not that's not what i mean i mean like i'll have a house and like apartment and yeah apartment and like in. you know and i'll know <laughs> what i'm doing you probably could get a house for the fame or cheaper than it costs to get an apartment here anywho Probably, um, damn, that's depressing. Anyway, so goodbye, um, Bay. This is our last wizard team with Bay Area Bayana. So next time when you hear us and um, Chicago Bayana's being all salty, and you're like, "Who is this chick?" I'm thinking the same thing. We don't know her. We don't trust her. We miss Bay Area Bayana. Okay. <laughs> That's it? Yeah. That's all you got? That's all I got. <laughs> okay. Let's get... Ooh, excuse me. Let's get into the Chamber of Secrets. The chapter and the book. Um, So, previously, previously. actually, previously on Wizard Team, um, Harry went in... No, wait. What chapter was that? One second. Oh, no, no, no. They went to the... For- yeah, they went into the Forbidden Forest, and they met Aragog. And then Aragog tried to eat them, but... Aragog the Weasley car saved their lives. Aragog also gave them try, like gave them some information on some stuff. Aragog was gonna let his kids eat, and eat then was them. like, "I don't know what you plan on doing with all this useful information I gave you because my children are gonna eat you for lunch now." Pretty much, um, but the Weasley car came through, yep. and helped them out. And then they Fang is no longer speaking to them. Fang is through. We're gonna see if Fang can hold a grudge as long as Hedwig can. I doubt it. Yeah. I doubt it too. He's too nice. He's too nice. He's all like, he's just real sweet. He just wants to be loved. I imagine Hedwig like going down to visit Fang and be like, "Mm mm-hmm, they did it to you too? Mm -hmm." Exactly. I know. But I just feel like if, for someone who's like lived with Hagrid for however long he's lived with Hagrid, I'm pretty sure he's got a a higher tolerance for the bullshit. He's over it at this point. (laughs) He's like, you know what? That wasn't so bad. Um, Okay. So then um, they, yeah, so they escaped and then Harry and Ron kind of realized that Moaning Myrtle was the girl who was murdered by the heir of Slytherin 50 years ago. Um, And that's where he left off. So all those times we were in that bathroom and she was just three toilets away, said Ron bitterly at breakfast the next day. And we could have asked her. And now it had been hard enough trying to look for spiders, escaping the teachers long enough to sneak into a girl's bathroom. The girl's bathroom, moreover, right next to the scene of the first attack, was going to be impossible. But something happened in their first lesson, Transfiguration, that drove the Chamber of Secrets out of their minds for the first time in weeks. 
Ten minutes into class, Professor McGonagall told them that their exams would start on the 1st of June, one week from today. Exams howled, howled, uh, howled Seamus Finnegan. We're still getting exams. Um, there was a loud bang behind Harry as Neville Longbottom's wand flipped, vanishing one of the legs on his desk. Professor Question. McGonagall... Uh-huh. So, if you drop your wand, does something, like... Like, is it, like, priority incantatum, where, like, the last thing that you did happens? Or is it, like... No, because the vanishing spell is really, um... Is really difficult. They don't... They learn vanishing in, like, their fifth year. So, like, he drops his wand, and then all hell breaks loose. Well, I think... I think it's more like they're still young, and it's also... It's Neville, so they're, they're not able to control their magic... Uh, like totally still, you know what I mean? Yeah, like they're, they're still, still learning, learning how to do that. So it's like random shit. You drop your wand, some random shit. And happens. he's, and he's emotional because he's just found out that he's got a. He's weak just shit. like exactly. Okay. So I don't. Yeah, I think it's less like he just did a spell and more like he was. Scared. Well, I know like he didn't do a spell, but I'm like, but yeah, like what? <laughs> you just. I feel right. like okay. Um, this is why I am black because African wizards tradi- like before colonization, didn't have wands because I'm a clumsy motherfucker. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Sorry, would you say what? I am a clumsy motherfucker. <laughs> no hell would you see. They're skinny and they're small. And like, I'll be talking, you know, I talk with my hands sometimes. I get like into it and I'm like, hey, Same, hey, throw in shit. And then I'm just taking off people's heads, <laughs> limbs. I'm doing a Lockhart, losing limbs all over the place and bones. Like, oop, my bad. Did I do that? That's (laughs) awkward. Um, The whole point of keeping the school open at this time is for you to receive your education, uh, McGonagall said sternly. The exams will therefore take place as usual, and I trust you are all studying hard. Studying hard. It had never occurred to Harry that there would be exams with the castle in this state. There was a great deal of mute... I can't even talk. Why? Mutinous muttering around the room, which made Professor McGonagall scowl even more darkly. Professor Dumbledore's, huh? Alliteration. Mutinous you're right, muttering. You're right. Muttering. M- mutinously muttering. I think that's why I was messing it up. It's like it looked. Never mind. Doesn't matter. Um, English is weird. Professor Dumbledore's instructions were to keep the school running as normally as possible. She said, and that I hardly. I need hardly point out means finding out how much you have learned this year. So, like, it's kind of, like, while I totally get, like, if I was a student at that point, I would be pissed. Yeah. But I totally also get, like, the teacher's side of things. Like, we want to, like, keep it normal as possible. And if we're going to be at school, we're going to, you know, be at school. Yeah. Um, if this is a school. Yeah. But, like, as, a, but as, like, students, I totally get being, like, really, dude? Like, we're in danger and you really got to take these damn tests. Yeah. Well, because it's, like, a stressful enough situation um, that adding exams on top of it is just, like, how much stress can these students take? But at the same time, too, it's, like, I'm trying to remember. It's been so long because I am now the age of a Hogwarts professor and not a student, which I'm still not over yet. Um, But how long did you usually before you usually started studying in general you know and like you're starting to um, do like reviews and stuff because I feel like a week is about right to start like recapping what you've done totally kind I think of late, I'm trying but, to think I think for well I think the thing is it's probably it's probably one of those things where it's like they weren't ready for it they like or they didn't know it was gonna happen like I think for me they all assume that 
exams would be canceled. Would be canceled so they didn't yeah. even, like, it's not even on their, like, mind. So that's the same thing with me. Like, I always have a problem when people just, like, spring things on me because I'm like, I can do it. But if you had given me time, it would be easier and I'd feel more comfortable as opposed to just having it sprung. I'm like, can you just do this thing right now? I get, like, frustrated and, like, flustered versus mm-hmm. if I had known, you know, ahead of time that that was going to be a thing, then it's totally not a big deal. So I think it's kind of that, too, where it's, like... Yeah. and they don't um, have... Uh, in their brain, you have to... Schedules. Yeah, <laughs> but that... And also, it's, like, you have to wrap your brain around, like, okay, this is the thing that's happening. So if, if there had been a schedule and it was, like, okay, I know on this day there are exams happening then you get to the week before and you're like, cool, now I'll start to study. But that, if it's like, I totally wasn't thinking of that at all as a thing that's going to happen, and then all of a sudden you're like, you have a week to prepare, then you're like, shit, now I got to find my notes, and I got to figure out, like, what do I need? You know what I mean? Yes, but I also think, like, two things. Like, they assumed. Oh, totally. They t- like, that's the thing. Know, you never assume. Yeah, because <laughs> it's on, I'm sure they have a syllabus and it's on the syllabus because they didn't, what, what, what was not planned for is someone attacking students. Like, the school year was planned for, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, the exams Mm -hmm. were planned to start June 1st. Um, Totally. Also, though, like, shout out to the British school system, because they start school September 1st and end in June. Like, the end of June, too. Yeah. And when do we, we get out in, like, May? For college, you get out in May, and high school, you get out, like, mid-June. Mid-June? Okay, well, then that's not that bad. No, it's not that bad. Um, I was like, look at them getting all this extra. Or like some, well, it depends on the college. If you're on the, if you're on the semester system, it's usually you start in like August and yeah. then get out in May. And if you're in the quarter system, you start in, you start hella late, like into September. Yeah. Or early October or some shit. But then you like get out end late. in June. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. okay. So, uh, Harry looked down at the pair of white rabbits he was supposed to be turning into slippers what had he learned so far this year? He couldn't seem to think of anything that would be useful in an exam. Ron looked as though he had just been told he had to go and live in the Forbidden Forest. Can you imagine me taking exams with this, he asked Harry, um, holding his wand, which had just started whistling loud- loudly. Hashtag get Ron a new wand, 1993. Because um, he like, seriously has needed one. For a like while a ago. He needed one like... Back in 92. <laughs> he really, yes. He did. <laughs> he needed a one. He needed a one um, in 92. Man. Three days um, before their exams, McGonagall made an announcement at breakfast. I have good news. Um, and the great hall, instead of falling silent, erupted. Dumbledore's coming back. You've caught the air of Slytherin school to rape a girl at the Ravenclaw table. Quidditch matches are back on, Ward Wood excitedly. Chill. Wood. Go away. Chill, Wood. <laughs> Just take, You're like, take some... Take a chill pill. Two steps away from getting benched by your lack of chill. <laughs> um, like, dude. I'm going yeah. to, like... He just gotta be cool. You don't yeah. know how. He doesn't know how. He doesn't know how. To um, be cool. When the hubbub had subsided, McGonagall said, Professor Sprout has informed me that the mandrakes are nearly ready for... are ready for cutting at last. Tonight we'll be able to revive those who have been petrified. I need hardly remind you that... I need hardly remind you all that one of them may well be able to tell us who or what attacked them. I am hopeful that this dreadful year will end with our catching the culprit. There was an explosion of cheering. Harry looked at the Slytherin table and wasn't at all surprised to see that Draco Malfoy hadn't joined in. Ron, however, was looking happier than he'd looked in days. It won't matter that we never asked Myrtle then. Hermione will probably have all the answers when she wakes up. 
Mind you, she'll go crazy when she finds out we've got exams in three days' time. She hasn't studied. It might be kinder to leave her where she is until they're over. I'm also pretty sure that that she would not be taking exams, nor would Colin. (laughs) Like, Colin especially. Well, especially not Colin, because he ain't learned shit. How did he move on to his second year? Questions that need answers. And how did, even Justin, how did he move on to his third year? Like, Hermione just got petrified. You know what I mean? Like, is she smart? She could catch up. She can catch up. You know, Penelope's a Ravenclaw. I assume she, and a prefect. I assume she's cool. And she doesn't have any tests to take right now because she's a sixth year, so she doesn't have to take like OWLs or newts or whatever. So, but Colin though and Justin though, I'm assuming it's like the social um, moving. What do they call it? Like when they pass you the social passing so that you don't feel left out because that never that does a disservice. It does do a disservice to people, but also it is not Colin or Justin's fault, so they shouldn't be penalized. Well, no, but they need some kind of something. I'm, 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 I'm hoping that they worked out a way to give them like additional private tutorials or something, so that they didn't fall Mm -hmm. too far behind. I would hope in in the form of like McGonagall or Dumbledore going to their house during the summer, right, and being and like tutoring them or something, or they get to stay at Hogwarts through summer school or something. But also, it's like that's also kind of not fair, but. No, not with, not, I mean, Hogwarts is probably beautiful in the summer, but not when it's just, like, two of like them. the two of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would suck. Um, so, yeah, I really hope somehow they're able to yeah. figure that out. So, Justin, Jimmy Weasley came over and sat down next to Ron. She looked tense and nervous. Harry noticed that her hands were twisting up in her lap. What's up, said Jenny, helping himself to more, Ron said, Ron said, helping himself to more porch. Jenny didn't say anything, but glanced up and down the Gryffindor table with a scared look on her face that reminded Harry of someone. Spit it out, said Ron, watching her. Harry suddenly realized who Ginny looked like. She was rocking backward and forward, exactly like Dobby did when he was teetering on the edge of revealing forbidden information. Okay, so a couple things. One, poor Ginny. Poor Ginny. <laughs> like, she's going through it. Two, that connection, or that, um, yeah, the connection to Dobby here is really interesting, I think. Um, just thinking about, again, like, how self, or it's not really how self magic, but, like, wizard magic on house elves mm-hmm. um and like so she's acting at like i mean at this point she is a servant of voldemort like obviously but um yeah like she's just it's there's some other magic that's kind of i don't even know here if it's it's kind of magic that's stopping her because it's definitely like the horcrux influencing her and stuff mm-hmm. but um or at least like making her struggle um but the fact that you're connecting that to like a house elf and the way that their magic is worked and put them in bondage clearly means that they are not like totally in control of that. They don't they don't love slavery that much. Um, Connie, and, like there's concert, something else happening. Yeah, at Comstock Twenty Four did like had this amazing tweet a couple of days ago about how weeks weeks timey wimey timey wimey a couple of weeks, weeks ago weeks, weeks probably weeks like a month ago, ago at this point. <laughs> I don't even know how we're gonna find it again, but I will retweet it. Um, about how when Dobby pre-freedom Dobby when he's trying to help Harry is like we said doing a lot more damage (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. than he should and and she said do you think that's probably because even in trying to help Harry he has to like do have some service to the Malfoys which is their ultimate thing is to harm Harry 
So um, it's kind of this circular thing that even though he's trying to break, um, or he's trying to circumvent, not break, because he can't, he can't disobey orders. Um, he can't disobey direct orders. But I'll do it. Go stop. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so because he's trying to circumvent like Malfoy orders, he um, is both helping Harry and harming him at the same time. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was very much more articulate than what I just said, but um, I think that that kind of applies to what, what's happening with Ginny, but not completely, because um, she is obviously, like, she's under the control of um, Voldemort, or the Horcrux, um, Tom Riddle, but uh, also, she's still a young kid and worried about yeah. getting caught or getting in trouble in a way that is, like, separated. Like, there's something about, like, I was really guilty of this as when I was younger as a young kid. Um, having these two separate things beyond, beyond, like, I'm doing something wrong and then just the fear of getting in trouble. Right. And the fear of getting in trouble was, like, omnipresent. And even if I wasn't doing anything wrong, I had this, like, weird paranoia about getting in trouble. And, like, mm-hmm. sometimes I couldn't even connect the dots that, like, I was getting in trouble directly connected to my actions, which is what I need to stop doing, you know? Right. So, uh-huh. does that make sense? Like... Kind of. Your... There's this, like, paranoia around, like, as a kid, getting in trouble and being in trouble and letting people down that is disconnected sometimes from what you've actually done. Mm -hmm. So, like, you cannot feel... You can do something and not feel bad about it and think that you did the right thing, but feel... But once you get in trouble for it, feel bad and upset about getting in trouble Mm -hmm. without any connection to, well, I'm not going to do this thing anymore. I... I don't know. That made sense when I was. I wish you guys could like go into my brain because it's like so much better in there. But I kind of get it. So you're kind of saying that like a part of her not wanting to tell is just she's afraid she's getting she's going to get in trouble less than it's like something physically holding her back. Well, and she's afraid that she's going to let them down in a way that like even though like if she tells the whole story like we know she's not going to get in trouble because she's not doing it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, she's, like, beholden to, a, like, a more powerful person. Mm-hmm. She can't reconcile those two things. Right. She's going, like, in her brain, I feel like she's scared that she's doing these things and taking that responsibility onto herself, even though she's actually not doing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's also scared that she's going to let down her family I mean, because she's a kid. And she's a kid, like, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, I've got to tell you something, Jenny mumbled, carefully not looking at Harry. What is it, said Harry. Um, Jenny looked as though she couldn't find the right words. What, said Ron. Jenny opened her mouth, but no sound came out. Harry leaned forward and spoke quietly, quietly so that only Jenny and Ron could hear him. Is it something about the Chamber of Secrets? Have you seen something? Someone acting oddly. Ginny drew a deep breath, and at that precise moment, Percy Weasley appeared, looking tired and, um, wane. Um, 
If you finish eating, I'll take that seat, Jenny. I'm starving. I've only just come off patrol duty. Jenny jumped up as though her chair had been electrified, gave Percy a fleeting, frightened look, and scampered away. Percy sat down and grabbed a mug from the center of the table. Thanks, Percy. Um, anyway. <laughs> Percy said- saying that as Ron. Oh, no. Like, I was saying huh? it as myself. <laughs> Percy said Ron. She was just about to tell us something important. Halfway through a gulp of tea, Percy choked. What sort of thing, he said. I just asked her if she'd seen anything odd, and she started to say, Oh, that. That's something to do with the Chamber of Secrets, said Percy at once. How do you know, said Ron. Well, uh, if you must know, Jenny uh, walked in on me the other day when I was... Well, never mind. The point is, she spotted me doing something, and I, um, I asked her not to mention it to anybody. I must say, I did think she'd keep her word. It's nothing, really. I'd just rather... I'm like all of the side eyes of Percy. Also, if it had to do with Penelope, did... Like, it had to have been before she got petrified, right? That's what I'm thinking. How many days has it been before they got petrified? Like, it's only been a couple days. It's only been a couple days, yeah, because she okay. and um, it Hermione her, got petrified her together. Right. Um, okay, yeah. Because I'm just but like... But also the way that he's, like, saying this, as I'm hearing you read it, like, when I was reading it, I don't know why I didn't think this, but when you were reading it to me, I was like, she caught him masturbating? That's, that's what it sounds like, dude. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. And then I was like, was yeah. he snogging her petrified, like, body? But then I remembered, like, is, Madame Pomfrey's not letting anyone into in the there. thing. Also, that would be really creepy. And I'm You cannot that snog not petrified bodies because, like, consent that's, and necrophilia or partial exactly. necrophilia. Um, and terrible. But yeah. um, <laughs> that's why I was like, Percy's not that. He's not that fucked up, bro. No. <laughs> Calm down. Um, but, yeah, no, it's definitely weird. Yeah. But Percy's a weird dude. Um, Harry had never seen Percy look so uncomfortable. What were you doing, Percy? Said Ron, grinning. Go on, tell us. We won't laugh. Percy didn't smile back. Pass me those rolls, Harry. I'm starving. Um, Harry knew the whole mystery might be solved tomorrow without their help, but he wasn't about to pass up a chance to speak to Myrtle if it turned up. So I feel like this is a little bit different than um, Sorcerer's Stone because, well, I mean... You know, obviously they didn't have to um, do anything that they did in Sorcerer's Stone. But yeah. um, the the urgency is different. Like, it's because it, here it's like the whole mystery is probably going to be solved tomorrow. So, like, <laughs> I, it's not a big deal. This um, is pure Harry. Um, well, well, no, I think the way that they handle it this time is a little bit different, is different and like better than the last time. Oh, I agree. Um, I and so just, like, I think with this. Myrtle. Yeah, I think, but I think he's not, he said if it turned up. So, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. if I get a chance to talk to Myrtle, I'm going to take it, but I'm not, like, active, I'm not going to, like, stick my neck out in, like, a way that's super, like, super risky, you know what I mean? Or super okay. reckless, if that makes sense. Like, obviously what he does, what they, what he does is a little, like, I was he, like, uh, but. Well, no, but the thing is, is he finds, he finds the situation where, you know, he finds the situation where he can exploit yeah, it, he but he's not just like, opportunity. yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's looking for the opportunity, but if it never turned up, he wasn't gonna just like run out of class and be like, all right, gotta go see him. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't he's gonna being like, like, like put on the invisibility cloak and wander the, the exactly, yeah. exactly. So I'm, it's just agreed. a different kind of, but then also it's like, he, it's, he's also not on some like. You know, things change in a couple pages, but he's not on some, oh, we've got to go find the monster. He's just yeah. like, 
he's like, we'll probably find out tomorrow. So it's not, you know what I mean? But he also wants like a deeper understanding. Like he's not of satisfied what's happening. Exactly. with just, and this is what I mean about Harry's curiosity. But again, this isn't in a negative light. This is a more positive part of curiosity. I think he's not satisfied with just, oh, this is who did it. And then we'll, we'll hear like their, you know, like we'll just know the name and hopefully like stop it. Like he right. still wants to know the why. Mm-hmm. Or the how, you know. Exactly. Um, to his delight, it did, um, the moment turned up mid-morning when they were being led to History of Magic by Gilderoy Lockhart. Lockhart, who had so often assured them that all danger had passed, only to be proved wrong right, right away, was now wholeheartedly convinced that it was hardly worth the trouble to see them safely down the corridors. His hair wasn't as sleek as usual. It seemed he had been up most of the night patrolling the fourth floor. Mark my words, he said, ushering them around the corner. Um, the first words out of those poor, petrified people's mouths will be, it was Hagrid. Frankly, I'm astounded Professor McGonagall thinks all the security measures are necessary. Like, shut up. Shut up, Lockhart. Also, alliteration. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, I agree, sir, said Harry, making Ron drop his books in surprise. Thank you, Harry, said Lockhart. I mean, we teachers have quite enough to be getting on with without walking students to classes and standing guard all night. Like, dude, like, you're an adult. Take care of some kids. Like, right? Also, like, now. it's your job. Like, it's your job like to keep some kids about, safe. Like, there, why yeah. are you like this? There is something horrible. about, like, I, I, the older I get or the, like, more, I feel like I've always been old, but, like, the crotchetier I get, like, <laughs> um, do your job. You're not, like, it's like, yeah, you have to go a little bit above and beyond, but in reality, you, People when are being you attacked. sign up. Yeah, but also, like, when you signed up to be a teacher, you signed up to teach children and to protect children and to, like, yeah. be a guardian and a mentor. So you've been responsible for them. Yes. You have done none of these things. No. You have not taught anything, no. like, at all. And, like, do your job. Like, you are a teacher. Mm-hmm. Like, this, there's something happening in the school that needs to be figured out. It's your job. I have no sympathy for you. No, not at all. No sympathy for people who want, like, medals or cookies for doing what they're supposed to be doing. Totally. But Um, props to Harry and Ron for exploiting his his, ridiculousness. Yes. Um, That's right, said Ron, catching on. Why don't you leave us here, sir? We've only got one more corridor to go. You know, Reasley, I think I will. I really should go and prepare my next class. And he hurried off. Prepare his class, Ron sneered after him. Gone to curl his hair more like. I like um, how, like, much Ron has, like, clocked and knows totally. Lockhart. He's like, the jump. Yeah. Like, you don't he's been. At all. Yeah, he's been clocking Lockhart since, like, September 8th. Mm hmm. Which is my daddy's birthday. Aww. <laughs> anyway. Um. So they let the rest of the Gryffindors draw ahead of them, then darted down a side passage and hurtled off. Uh, hurried off towards Moaning Myrtle's bathroom, but just as they were congratulating each other on their brilliant scheme, Potter, Weasley, what are you doing? It was Professor McGonagall, and her mouth was the thinnest of thin lines. We were, we were, Ron stammered. We were going to, to go and see Hermione, said Harry. Ron and Professor McGonagall both looked at him. We haven't seen her for ages, Professor, and we thought we'd sneak into the hospital wing, you know, and tell her that the mandrakes are nearly ready and, uh, not to worry, which is just like... I know you're lying, but so you're not. 
You know, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's not what they were doing, but... That's why they were doing what they were doing. Totally, to like, you know, or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, it's like what he's saying... Yeah, it's not that it's not what we're doing, but the sentiment is true. Yeah, it's yes. like telling the truth without really telling the truth. If yes. that makes sense. Um, and so Professor McGonagall was still staring at him, and for a moment, Harry thought she was going to explode. But when she spoke, it was in a strangely croaky voice. Of course, she said, and Harry, amazed, saw a tear glistening in her beady eye. Of course, I realize this has all been hardest on the friends of those who have been. I quite understand. Yes, Potter. Of course you may visit Miss Granger. I will inform Professor Benz where you've gone. Tell Madame Pomfrey I have given my permission. Um, so they leave They leave McGonagall um, and they distinctly hear her blowing her nose. Um, that, I know, <laughs> that, said Ron, was the best door you've ever come up with. They had no choice now but to go to the hospital wing and tell Madame Pomfrey that they had Professor McGonagall's permission to visit Hermione. Madame Pomfrey let them in but reluctantly. There was just no point in talking to a petrified person, she said. Um, and they had to admit she had a point when they'd taken their seats next to Hermione. It was plain Hermione didn't have the faintest inkling that she had visitors and that she might they might um, just as well tell her bedside cabinet not to worry for all the good it would do. Wonder if she did see the attacker, though, said Ron. Because if he'd sneaked up on them at all, on them all, no one will ever know. But Harry wasn't looking at Hermione's face. He was more interested in her right hand. It lay clenched on top of her blankets, and bending closer, he saw that a piece of paper was scrunched inside her fist. Um, so it was like, what? My notes sometimes. Now I'm really confused. <laughs> I um, knew I was gonna be confused about this about this note, and I was like, I'm gonna be cool. I know what I wrote. No, I don't. What? Um, <laughs> but yeah. So basically, uh, like from what I can make out, she, you know, she's she was holding it. She brought it when she was attacked. Okay. Um, yeah. But no, there's some other stuff in there too that I just don't know what I'm saying. Doesn't <laughs> okay. matter. Moving um, on. <laughs> making sure that Madame Pomfrey was nowhere near, he pointed this out to Ron. Try to get it out, he said, shifting his chair so that it blocked hair from Madame Pomfrey's view. It was no easy task. Um, Ron kept watch as he tugged and twisted, and at last, after several tense minutes, the paper came free. It was a page torn from a very old library book. Rude. Respect the library books. True, but, she, but also there's a monster on the loose. Fine, but this is also why, like, we need some uh, technology. True, in the Hogwarts library, make Take a photocopy. Quick picture, make a yeah. photo. At the very least, make a photocopy. But you got that smartphone out. Woo. Take a little snap. Bam. Be on Send your it way. to the cloud. Email it, text this it to is, Harry. This is also the 93. You know, it's magic. They should already have this technology by now. <laughs> Shit. Um, okay. Sure. Um, um, so, it was um, a turn of a very old library book. Of the many fearsome beasts... Um, oh, Harry smoothed it out and Ron went closer to read it. Of the many fearsome beasts and monsters that roam our land, there is none more curious or more deadly than the basilisk, also known as the king of serpents. This snake, which may reach gigantic size and live for hundreds of years, is born from a chicken's egg hatched beneath a toad. How? How? <laughs> How? How? Someone is making basilisks because they're taking a chicken egg, putting it between, putting it under a toad, and then bewitching the toad to just stay there. Because I'm to sure just sit there. a toad is like, "What the fuck am I doing with an egg? <laughs> what is this? Why am I sitting on this thing? Why? Why do you want me to do this? Why you got me here? Yeah. 
I need answers. Its methods of killing are most wondrous. For aside from and how does a snake come out of that? Sorry. How? Move on. Questions that need answers. Um, for aside from its deadly and venomous fangs, the basilisk has a murderous stare, and all who are fixed with its with the beam of its eye shall suffer instant death. Spiders flee before the basilisk for their mortal enemy. And like that doesn't sound like something that would be in a textbook. It is their mortal enemy. <laughs> Sorry. And the well, basilisk... it's very old, so maybe it's it's not really a textbook. It's just a library book. That's true. So that could be any book. Um, and the basilisk flees only from cr- the crowing of the rooster, which is fatal to it. What? It's so random. Because it's born of a chicken egg, the rooster's crow is fatal, I guess? What? It's like, it's kryptonite. A rooster? I can stare you to death, but a rooster crows in my vicinity, and I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> Well, you know, it's like kryptonite. Superman can do... He's from the planet Krypton. He has all these powers, and then he gets by kryptonite, and he's useless. I don't fuck with Superman. Neither do I, but I'm just saying, it's a similar thing. He is one um, illegal alien that I'm okay with Donald Trump building (laughs) a wall against. Stop. (laughs) I don't like him because he's boring to me, but I'm still going to see that movie, though. Slash, I already saw that movie because this is four weeks after the movie came out. <laughs> I, when you, wait, when you were like, I already saw the movie, I was about to say, how? Really? You did? <laughs> Timey right, um, um So beneath this, a single word had been written in a hand Harry recognizes Hermione's. Pipes. It was as though someone had just flicked a light on in his brain. Ron, this is it. This is the answer. The monster in the chamber is a basilisk, a giant serpent. That's why I've been hearing that voice all over the place and nobody else has heard it. It's because I understand parcel tongues. The basilisk kills people by looking at them, but no one's died because no one's looked it straight in the eye. Colin saw it through its camera. The basilisk turned, burned up all the film inside of it, but Colin just got petrified. Justin, Justin must have seen it. the basilisk through nearly headless Nick, and Nick got the full blast of it, but he couldn't die again. And Hermione and that Ravenclaw prefect were found with a mirror next to it. Hermione had just realized the monster was a basilisk. I bet you anything she wanted the first person she met to look around. She warned the first person she met to look around corners with a mirror first. And that girl put out her mirror and Ron's jaw had dropped. Mrs. Norris? Harry thought hard, picturing the scene the night of Halloween. The water! The flood from Moaning Myrtle's bathroom. I bet you Miss Norris only saw the reflection. He scanned the page in his hand. The more he looked at it, the more it made sense. The basilisk feet flees only from the crowing of the rooster, which is fatal to it. Hagrid's roosters were killed. The heir of Slytherin didn't want anyone near the castle once, or didn't want one near the castle once the chamber was opened. Spiders flee before the basilisk. It all fits. But how's a basilisk been getting around the place, said Ron? A giant snake someone would have seen. Harry, however, pointed to the word um, Hermione had scribbled at the foot of the page. Pipes. Pipes, Ron, he's been using the plumbing. I've been hearing the voice inside the walls. Um, the entrance to the Chamber of Secrets, he said hoarsely. What if it's a bathroom? What if it's in Moaning Myrtle's, Myrtle's bathroom, bathroom? Said Harry, because Ron came up with the entrance to the chamber. This means mm-hmm. I can't be the only person out in the school. The heir of Slytherin's one, too. That's how he's been controlling the basilisk. Um, real quick. How convenient and like, and also how much does it suck that like the one place they've been hanging out all year is where the entrance to the chamber is? They've been so lucky. That's what I'm saying. They've been lucky, but also like, I would be so mad if like the thing I was looking for was right by me the whole time. 
Which is actually, like, kind of what Ron said earlier, like, when they found out about Morning Myrtle. Like, yeah, there... he's like, damn, we've been talking to her this whole time. We didn't even know she was important. Yeah. Or, like, even knew anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what are we going to do? Should we go straight to McGonagall? Yes. Yes, you should. And this is when the duo, Sam and Hermione, had some sense. Let's yep. go to the staff room. She'll be there in ten minutes. It's nearly break. All these good plans. What's All going on with y'all? Look at you guys. Is it a full moon? Is Mercury in retrograde? <laughs> like, what's going on here? Like, y'all over here being reasonable. Look at this. Who does that in the Harry Potter universe? <laughs> Remus. That's, That's about it. it. That's the That's list. And even then, he, he divulges a little bit sometimes. Yeah. You'd be like, yeah. Remus, come on, bro. Oh, yeah. He, yep. Have some sense. Have some sense. Um, That's just his, like, We'll talk about that. We'll get there. He showed up. Anyway. Oh, cheers for Remus. Um, we not don't always wanting... have to cry about Remus, man. Sometimes you just gotta mem- remember the good times. Well, the part that you're talking about was a sad time. This yeah. Week. Sorry. Um, not <laughs> wanting to be discovered hanging around in another corridor, they went straight into the deserted staff room. Also a good plan. It was a large paneled room full of dark wooden chairs. Harry and Ron paced around it, too excited to sit down. The bell to signal break never came. Instead, echoing through the corridors came Professor McGonagall's voice, magically magnified. That's sonus, sonus, sonoris? Sonoris, probably, yeah. Yeah. All students to return to their house dormitories at once. All teachers return to the staff room. Immediately, please. Not another attack, not now. What'll we do, said Ronagas. Go back to the dormitory? No. He glanced around. There was an ugly sort of wardrobe to his left. In here. Let's hear what it's all about. Then we can tell them what we found out. So how about... Just, they're back to normal. Yep. How like about Tom you just Rose. stand there and when they get in, be like, hey, we figured it out. Exactly. Also, time out. I just had, as you were reading it, I just had a thought. That's the wardrobe where the boggart goes. <gasps> hey. You guys can't see her, but she's dancing. Lituations no. will arise. Nope. In our lives, but you gotta be smart about it. No. No? No. I thought that was a good one. I thought that was good. I appreciated the effort. Alliteration in our lives. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They hid themselves in the cabinet listening for the rumbling, listening to the rumbling of hundreds of people moving overhead. The staff room door banging open. From between the musty folds of the cloaks, they watched the teachers filtering into the room. Then Professor McGonagall arrived. It has happened. A student has been taken by the monster, right into the chamber itself. P- Professor Flitwick let out a squeal. Professor Sprout clapped her hands over her mouth. Snape gripped the back of the chair very hard and said, How can you be sure? The air Slytherin, said Professor McGonagall, left another message, right underneath the first one. Her skeleton will lie in the chamber forever. Who is it, said Madame Hooch? Jenny Weasley. Harry felt Ron slide silently down onto the wardrobe floor beside him. We shall all have to, we shall have to send all the students home tomorrow. This is the end of Hogwarts, Dumbledore always said. The staff room door banged open again, but for one wild moment, Harry was sure it would be Dumbledore. But it was Lockhart, and he was beaming. So sorry. Of course. Closed off. What have I missed? He didn't seem to notice that the other teachers were looking at him with something remarkably like hatred. It wasn't remarkably like hatred. It was hatred. It was hatred. Yeah. It, <laughs> it was, was legit hatred. hatred. Snape and I do stepped not. forward, and this is the only time Snape is going to get some props from me. 
Just mm-hmm. the man, the very man. A girl has been snatched by the monster, Lockhart, taken into the chamber itself. Your moment has come at last. Lockhart blanched. That's right, Gilderoy, chipped in Professor Sprout. Weren't you saying just last night that you've known all along where the entrance to the Chamber of Secrets is? I, well, I spun at Lockhart. Yes, didn't you tell me you were sure you knew what was inside of it, piped up Professor Flitwick? Didn't I? D- did I? I don't recall. I certainly remember you saying you were sorry you hadn't had a crack at the monster before Haggard was arrested, said Snake. Didn't you say that the whole affair had been bungled and that you should have been given, a f- given free reign at last? I really, I, I really never, you may have misunderstood. We'll leave it to you then, Gilderoy, said Professor McGonagall. Tonight will be an excellent time to do it. We'll make sure everyone's out of your way. You'll be able to tackle the monster all by yourself. A free reign at last. Blackheart gazed desperately around him, but nobody came to the rescue. He didn't look remotely handsome anymore. His lip was trembling, and in the absence of his usually toothy grin, he looked weak-chinned and feeble. Very well. I'll, I'll be in my office getting, getting ready. And he left the room. Right, said Professor McGonagall, whose nostrils were flared. <laughs> now that we've got him out from under our feet, the heads of household houses should go and inform their students what has happened. Tell them the Hogwarts Express will take them home first thing tomorrow. Will the rest of you please make sure no students have been left outside of their dormitories? The teachers rose and left one by one. So what about Jenny, though? Are you going to attempt to find the Chamber of Secrets or not? Nah? Good question. I feel like they just... They just kind of like, they kind of just gave up. I think it's like a similar, I think they wrote, you know, they let, they wrote her off as dead in the same way that like Myrtle was dead. was like clearly Mm -hmm. dead. They're just like, all right, then I guess. Well, Ben says that the castle has been searched over and over and over again. Right. And so they don't know where it is. So they're just kind of like, I don't like, what else can you do? Yeah. And it said her skeleton will lie in the chamber forever. So, um, and this is actually something that I'm going to bring up right in a second. It was probably the worst day of Harry's entire life. He, Ron, Fred, and George sat together in a corner of the Gryffindor common room. I love that he is just like, he is a Weasley now. He totally is this a Weasley. This is book two, and um, he starts off the series at the Burrow, or he starts off the book at the Burrow, and now he's like mourning with the Weasleys. Um, mm-hmm. Even Lee Jordan is not in this group. So... Exactly. Percy wasn't there. He had gone in an owl to Mr. and Mrs. Weasley, then shut himself up in his dormitory. No afternoon ever lasted as long as that one, nor had Gryffindor Tower ever seemed so crowded. Near sunset, Fred and George went up to bed, unable to sit there any longer. She knew something, Harry, Ron said, speaking for the first time since they had entered the wardrobe in the afternoon. That's why she was taken. It wasn't some stupid thing about Percy after all. She found out something about the Chamber of Secrets. That must be why she was... I mean, she was a pureblood. There can't be any other reason. And he's already talking about her in past tense. In the past yeah. tense, yeah, I was going to say um, that. So, yeah, they, they've all just assumed her demise. Mm-hmm. Reports of her demise have been greatly exaggerated. Harry, said Ron, do you think there's any chance at all she's not, you know, Harry didn't know what to say. He couldn't see how Jenny could still be alive. Do you know what, said Ron? I think we should go and see Lockhart. Tell him what we know. He's going to try and get into the chamber. We can tell him where we think it is and tell him it's the basilisk in there. Because Harry couldn't think of anything else to do and because he wanted to be doing something, he agreed. The Gryffindors around them were so miserable and felt so sorry for the Weasleys that nobody tried to stop them as they got up, crossed the room, and left through the portrait hole. 
Um, darkness was falling as they walked down to, La to Lockhart's office. There seemed to be a lot of activity going on inside it. They could hear scraping, thumping, thumps, and hurried footsteps. Harry knocked and there was a sudden silence from inside. Then the door opened the tiniest crack and they saw one of Lockhart's eyes peering through it. Oh, Mr. Potter, Mr. Weasley, I'm rather busy at the moment, if you would be quick. Mitt Professor, we've got some information for you, said Harry. We think it'll help. Er, uh, well, it's not terribly, I mean, well, all right. He opened this door and they entered. His office had been almost completely stripped. Two large trunks stood open on the floor. Robes, jade green, lilac, midnight blue had been hastily folded into one of them. Books were jumbled untidily into the other. The photographs that had covered the walls were now crammed into boxes on the desk. Are you going somewhere, said Harry? Er, well, yes, said Blockhart. Urgent call, unavoidable, gotta go. What about my sister, said Ron jerkily. Well, as to that, most unfortunate. No one regrets more than I. You're the defense against the dark arts teacher, said Harry. You can't go now, not with all the dark stuff going on here. Well, I must say, when I took the job, nothing in the job description, didn't expect. You mean you're running away, said Harry, after all the stuff you did in your books. Books can be misleading. You wrote them. My dear boy, do use your common sense. My books would have, wouldn't have sold half as well if people didn't think I'd done all those things. No one wants to read about some ugly old Armenian warlock, even if he did save a village from werewolves. He'd look dreadful on the front cover. No dress sense at all. And the, wish who the witch who banished the banded banshee had a hairy chin. I mean, come on. Um, so I um, want to point out a few things. He's the worst, yes. He's the worst. But also, like, this is um, a recurring theme in Harry Potter about books being misleading. Also, it comes to the Daily Prophet. You know, like, Ron has already, like, been skeptical. And Harry's been, I think questioning but not willing to come right out and say it mm -hmm. but, and I think even in this moment Ron still thought that like you know they both thought he was gonna try yeah they still yeah they thought he was going to try um but this is like something that Joe brings up a lot which is like people can just write things but also um going back into Lockhart being the worst and how he's the worst I understand that, like, people want to read about what they think that you've done and, like, his books would have sold better if, you know, because he said that he did them. Um, however, his reasoning is because they're ugly. It's all about appearance and not about, yeah. like, if he could, he could literally have become, like, a Rita Skeeter and just been a really great journalist. Journalist, and like, exactly. um, wrote all of these books about other people's adventures in a way that is uh, gripping and interesting, and still gotten some glory. You know what I mean? Like we we see um, Rita Skeeter has a book about Dumbledore, which again, books can be misleading, um, but she doesn't write herself into that. You know what I mean? Like she's able to do it, and it's a big right. hit and whatever. Um, and I think part of it is that, like, what he's saying is not totally honest. Like, it's not just because... They're not. Like, oh, because, um, it wouldn't have sold as much. It's also just, he like... He wants that he, likes, he wants that attention. Exactly. And he likes to have that reputation. And, like, it benefits him yeah. more than... Further than just, like, getting paid for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Further than just book sales, it's, like... His whole image, it's all of, you know yes. what I mean? He wants people to believe um, that he's done these things without having to do them. Exactly. 
and also, um, like you said, like, it's about him getting the glory of doing these things as opposed to getting mm-hmm. the respect of writing this book about other people's triumphs. Like, you can exactly. get respect being... But you... And even, like, you can even be a little bit famous, yeah. but it's not like this. It's not like celebrity status. And you're... It, which is what he was, like, going yes, for. Yes, So you've just been taking credit for what a load of other people have done. Harry Harry said Lockhart, shaking his head impatiently. There was work involved. I had to track these people down, ask them exactly how they managed to do what they did. Then I had to put a memory charm on them so they wouldn't remember doing it. If there's one thing I pride myself on, it's my memory charms. No, it's been a lot of work. It's not all book signings and publicity photos, you know. You want fame, you have to be prepared for a long, hard slog. And this is when he... So that's the other thing is, he's kind of delusional, like, oh, I've I've done work. Though. Yeah. Like, I'm... It's not like I haven't just been sitting around. It's like, no, dude, you've been you've been getting paid and you've been, like, for other people's labor, basically. Yes. Like, so you're talking about, like, oh, no, I didn't, it wasn't all just that. Like, no, bro, they're the ones who um, did the actual work. Yeah. <laughs> She she banished the banshee, and you're just like stepping in, like okay, my turn. Yeah, like you didn't do you shit. You didn't do it. Um, let's see. He said after he, the lids of his tr- trunks shut and locked. Um, only thing, only one thing left to do. He put out his wand and turned to them. Awfully sorry, boys, but I'll have to put a memory charm on you now. Can't have you blabbing my secrets all over the place. I'd never sell another book. Harry reached his wand just in time. Lockhart had barely raised it when Harry re- bellowed, "Expel Yarmus!" Lockhart was blasted backwards, falling over his trunk. His wand flew high into the air. Ron caught it and flung it out of the open window. You need that wand, Ron! Yeah, Ron, what were you doing? You need that! Why did you do that? That was a terrible idea. Come on! Like, you realize you don't have a working one. You should have just kept it and pocketed it. Then... Shouldn't have let Professor Snake teach us that one, said Harry. Harry is so, like, quick with the comebacks, you know? Love it. Um, Kicking (laughs) Lockhart's trunk aside. Lockhart was looking up at him feeble once more. Harry still pointing his wand said. Harry was still pointing his wand at him. What do you want me to do? I don't know where the Chamber of Secrets is. There's nothing I can do. You're in luck, said Harry, forcing Lockhart to his feet. At wand point. <laughs> Not gun point, but wand point. Mm-hmm. Um, we think <laughs> we know where it is and what's inside. Let's go. But he doesn't have a wand. Like, he can't. Okay. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, they're making him come more on principle yeah. than, like, to actually I think. Help. Yeah, I think so. Like, they threw away his wand, like... He's not a good wizard. Dang. Come on, bro. (laughs) This is a Uh, motorcycle. People have no chill. (laughs) It's a Sunday night, bro. Go sleep. Um, Anyway. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's like, it's not really about like, you can help us because you're an adult and like a wizard. No, it's like, you You, can't, you, you need, you said you would do this, so you're going to do it. Like, we might do all the work, but you're going to be there. Um, Yeah. They sent, so they marched Lockhart out of his office and down the, stairs along the dark corridor where the message is shown on the wall to the door of Money Myrtle's bathroom. They sent Lockhart in first. Harry is pleased to see that he was shaking. Moaning Myrtle was sitting on the tank of the end toilet. Oh, it's you, she said when she saw Harry. What do you want this time? To ask you how you died, said Harry. Myrtle's whole aspect changed at once. Oh, it was dreadful, she said with relish. It happened right... Wait, oh. wait, wait. She looked as though she had never been asked such a flood, a flattering question. I was going to, I was Which, catching that up because Myrtle's got issues, man. And we know it. Well, I think that that's interesting <laughs> because, um, 
no one everyone always comes at her as like moaning myrtle mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it's just like oh she cries all the time she's a ghost she's annoying she's always flooding the damn bathroom versus like anyone actually asking her a question about herself yeah. and i think that a lot of the reason she does all the stuff that she does is to get attention yeah. and so this is like while harry isn't asking like specifically because she wants to get to know because he wants to get to know myrtle because he doesn't <laughs> but um it it like makes it seem like yeah. that so then she's like oh someone actually cares me about as me as like a person yeah. and not just like i'm a ghost and i like make things inconvenient for people yeah um yeah. So, okay. um, oh, it was dreadful, she said with relish. It happened right in here. I died in this very stall. I remember it so well. I'd hidden because all of Hornby had, was teasing me about my glasses. The door was locked and I was crying. And then I heard somebody come in. They said something funny, a different language I think it must have been. Anyway, what really got me was that it was a boy speaking. So I unlocked the door to go and tell him to use his own toilet. And then I died. How, said Harry. No idea, said Myrtle in hushed tones. I just remember seeing a pair of great big yellow eyes. My whole body sort of seized up and then I was floating away. And then I came back again. I was determined to haunt all of Hornby, you see. Oh, she was sorry she'd ever laughed at my glasses. She's so petty. Petty, petty. She's like the queen of it. Like, to be honest, like, if you're going to be petty, you should aspire to be Moaning Myrtle. Actually, so... Because, like, even in death, you're like, oh, you're teasing me about my glasses that one time when you were 13? I'm haunting you for the rest of your life until somebody, until the ministry has to actually, like, give me, you know, yeah. put some until magical restraints on Hogwarts. me. Yeah. I'm just going to be here. No, it's past that. I'm pretty sure she haunts her at her wedding or some shit. Where did I read that? Is that later on in the book? Like, I'm pretty sure she, like, haunts Olive Hornby at her wedding, and then that's when it's like, okay, then the I think the ministry has to step in, like, literally, and be like, dude, you, you gotta, gotta be cool. <laughs> like, that is actually, that's like, you really do need, to, like, some, Myrtle is annoying, but if I, yeah, I aspire to be like that. If you're gonna haunt someone, you would haunt someone for some petty-ass reason, right? Not to be, like, a murderous, like, for what? That's unnecessary. But just to be, like, just cuz... Oh, so that reminds me, though, um, Ashley Ford, I think it's at I Smash Fizzle on Twitter. She had, Mm -hmm. um, this is now weeks and weeks and weeks ago, too, so good luck finding it. But she had gone (laughs) to Emily Bronte's, like, house that had been turned into a museum. I think it was Mm -hmm. Emily. It might have been Charlotte. One of the Bronte sisters, who apparently had fallen in love with their writing teacher, the, um... Teacher was like, nah, man, I'm married. It wasn't tra- wasn't about that life. But the right. wife found out, and, like, well, he, like, ripped up her letters and, like, threw them away. If the wife found them, pieced them together, oh, taped shit. them back up, and then sent them back to Charlotte Bronte with another letter being like, don't be coming after my man. I see you. <laughs> That is awesome. And then now, these letters are in a museum. Like, that is a level of petty that I aspire to. I want my petty to be enshrined That's in a awesome. museum. For real. Immortality, I am... I feel like Myrtle hurt herself a lot by coming back as a ghost. And, like, yeah, she was a kid. Oh, no, totally. Because that's the thing. Like, she definitely made some, like, that was a rash decision. That was a super rash decision. 12 or 13 or whatever. She was like, I'm not done with this shit yet. Right. Especially if we learn, when we learn um, in Order of the Phoenix about, like, how ghosts come. Mm -hmm. Like, like stay. Like, how they are become ghosts or whatever. Like, 
Yeah, it's definitely was like a rash decision made at a very young age. And like, that's why she's always sad and shit. Cause she's just like, I'm dead. And what can I do? Cause I flood the toilets. But like, yeah, yeah. So I'm not trying to harm myself with my petty, but if my petty can be enshrined in a museum to haunt you that way and your legacy. Well, you know, all your tweets are in the library of Congress. So Ooh. that's a start. <laughs> Lit. Lit. Oh my god, my weeping angel dad tweet is in the Library of Congress. I'm really proud of myself. I hate that that tweet so much. That tweet is so funny to me. Yay. (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, So, um, where exactly did you see the eyes, said Harry? Um, Somewhere there, said Myrtle, pointing vaguely toward the sink in in the front of her toilet. Harry and Ron hurried over to it. Lockhart was standing well back, a look of utter terror on his face. It looked like an ordinary sink. They examined every inch of it, inside and out, including the pipes below, and then Harry saw it. Scratched on the side of one of the copper taps was a tiny snake. That tap's never worked, said Myrtle brightly. Harry, said Ron, say something. Something in Parseltown. Ron is a but beast, this chapter. He's so smart. He's like, dude, I'm on it. Yeah. Except for when he threw the wand out the window. That was like his only yeah, laugh. that was a little rash. <laughs> um... But Harry thought hard. The only times he'd ever managed to speak Parseltongue were when he'd been faced with a real snake. He stared hard at the tiny engraving, trying to imagine it was real. Open up, he said. He looked at Ron, who shook his head. English, he said. (laughs) I'm like, how can you not? It's so weird that you can't tell that you're speaking the language. Anyway, Harry looked back at the snake, willing himself to believe it was alive. If he moved his head, the candlelight made it look as though it were moving. Open up, he said. Except the words weren't what he heard. A strange hissing had escaped him, and at once the tapped glowing with a brilliant white light and began to spin. Next second, the sink began to move. The sink, in fact, sank right out of sight, leaving a large pipe exposed. A pipe wide enough for a man to slide into. Or a basilisk. To slide basilisk. out of. A slide out of. Same. and Or into. That's what she said. Who cares? <laughs> Harry heard... <laughs> Ron gasp, and I'm really immature, guys, just in case you weren't aware. She's only 22. Um, ah, you're 22. Um, She's actually only Harry 21 Harry. right now, but tell Also, me I just watch a lot of, right, I, don't, I watch a lot of The Office, and so, you know. Yeah. Michael Scott. Um, Harry heard Ron gasp and looked up again. He had made up his mind what he was going to do. I'm going down there, he said. He couldn't not go. Not now they had found the entrance to the chamber. Not if there was even the faint, faintest, slimmest, wildest chance that Jenny might be alive. Me too, said Ron. There was a pause. Well, you hardly seem to need me, said Lockhart, with a shadow of his old smile. I'll just... He put his hand on the doorknob, but Ron and Harry both pointed their wands at him. One you thing. You can go first, Ron snarled. Lockhart never know when to shut up. He doesn't. They were, he like, could, in the moment... And he, he could have snuck out. Could have snuck out, but no, he had to. They could have turned word. around. Lockhart was gone. Bum bum bum. Yeah, and he would have been safe and like he would have still been the worst person ever. Well, second worst, third worst person ever. Not for maybe not. Voldemort? Maybe not. Now I gotta think of like everyone. Umbridge. No, I was thinking Umbridge and Snape. <laughs> yeah. So maybe third worst teacher, because Voldemort is like a murderer and like. A fascist and shit so maybe, <laughs> maybe not maybe not that but like third worst teacher he would, he would have been a terrible person he's still terrible he's still a terrible person but there are a lot of terrible people in these books so yeah. it's hard to put him all the way in the top three um he's just terrible and we will figure it out later 
Um, so we'll make a ranking. <laughs> Worst people in Harry Potter. Ooh, that's a post. In order. Um, Taking it. By the time you hear this, it's already going to be written. <laughs> 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 it's going to be up already. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you can go first, Ron Snell. White-faced and wandless, Lockhart approached the opening. Boys, boys, what good will it do? Um, Harry jabbed him in the back with his wand. Lockhart slid his legs into the pipe. I really don't think he started to say, but Ron gave him a push. He slid out of sight. Harry followed quickly. He lowered himself into the pipe, then let go. It was like rushing down an endless, slimy, dark slide. He could see more pipes branching off in all directions, but none as large as theirs, which twisted and turned, sloping steeply downward, and he knew that he was falling deeper below the school than than even the dungeons. Behind him, he could hear Ron thudding slightly at the curves. And then, just as he began to worry about what would happen when he hit the ground, the pipe leveled out and he shot out the end with a wet thud, landing on the damp floor of a dark stone tunnel, large enough to stand in. Lockhart was getting to his feet, a little ways away, covered in slime and white as a ghost. Harry stood aside as Ron, Ron came whizzing out of the pipe, too. <clears throat> Why didn't they wait for Lockhart to land? Good question. Um, we must be miles under the Well, maybe, thing. I mean, they're miles under the school. Maybe they didn't hear. Maybe they're just like, whatever. No, Harry went straight after him. Yeah. He didn't give no time. Sense. Um, anyway. He was too eager. All serious is on my TV right now. Except he's not serious. He's like whoever he is in, uh, Batman. Oh, okay. But he's still serious to me. Anyway. Hey, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay. we must be miles under the school, said Harry. Under the lake, probably, said Ron. All three of them... Turned to stare into the darkness ahead. Lumos, Harry muttered to his wand, and it lit again. Come on, he said to Ron and Lockhart, and off they went, their footsteps slapping loudly on the wet floor. Remember, Harry said quietly as they walked cautiously, any sight of movement, close your eyes right away. You smart. You was important. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but the tunnel was quiet and, as the grave, and the first unexpected sound they heard was a large crunch as Ron stepped on what turned out to be a rat skull. Ooh. Harry lowered his wand to look at the floor and he saw that it was littered with small animal bones. Trying very hard not to imagine what Jenny might look like after they found her here, Harry led the way forward around a dark bend in the tunnel. Harry, there's something up there, said Ron hoarsely. They froze, watching. Harry could just see the outline of something huge and curved lying right across the tunnel. It wasn't moving. Maybe it's asleep, he breathed. He glanced back at the other two. Lockhart's hands were pressed over his eyes. I just, you couldn't see me, but I just shook my head in disgust. Um, <laughs> very slowly, his, eye, his eyes as narrow as he could make them and still see Harry edge forward, his wand held high. The light slid over a gigantic snakeskin of a vivid, poisonous green lying curled and empty across the tunnel. The creature that shed it must have been 20 feet long at least. Blimey, said Ron weakly. There was a sudden movement behind them. Gilroy Lockhart needs a given way. Get up, said Ron sharply, pointing his wand at Lockhart. He got, Lockhart got to his feet, then dived at Ron, knocking him to the ground. Harry jumped for it, but too late. Lockhart was straightening up, panting. The adventure ends here, boys. I shall take a bit of this skin back up to the school. Tell them I was too late to save the girl and that you two tragically lost your mind at the sight of her mangled body. Say goodbye to your memories. He um, raised real quick. Because um, this is, um, I don't know what number you're on now for not great plans. Oh. Number. I think I'm at, this is number 10. Okay. So number 10 of 
bad plans. So, one, you took Ron's wand. You've been working with him for a year. Are you so self-absorbed that you didn't realize that this boy's wand does not work at all? Two, why would, instead of stopping to explain your plan, as soon as you get the upper hand, do what you gotta do and then dip? Why do they need to know if they're not gonna remember? They always have to explain their plan. Yeah, it's annoying. To show off how I mean, I get it. Plot. But still, like, it's, um, it's really funny when you think about, like, um, what's it called? Exposition? Expository, Mm -hmm. like, dialogue. Do you think that people now, because there's so much expository dialogue in, like, movies and books and stuff, when they are creating, like, these big, like, villainous things that they, like, villain slain? Like, while they're robbing a bank in real life. <laughs> this is why I'm this doing is, this. Yeah. This is what I'm going to do now. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take wonder. this money and I'm going to move out of the country and I'm going to live large. <laughs> I'm going to Uruguay. Right. I'm going to go bet come, on some horses. Like, and the cops come, come in and like, um, well, they said that they were headed to Uruguay to go bet on some ho- horses. All right. All flights to Uruguay. Got it. Thanks. Right. I don't know. But yeah. That would actually um, be hilarious. Great plan number 10. So he raised Ron's spelletic wand high over his head and yelled, Obliviate. The wand exploded with the force of a small bomb. Harry flung his arms over his head and ran, slipping o- over the coils of snakeskin, out of the way of great chunks of tunnel ceiling that were thundering to the floor. Ron! Next, he- wait, next moment, he was standing alone, gazing at a solid wall of broken rock. Ron, are you okay? I'm here. I'm okay. This gets not, though. He got blasted by the wand. Which, come on. Um, There was a dull thud. thud. And a loud ow. It sounded as though Ron had just kicked Lockhart in the shins. Um, what, What now, Ron's voice said, sounding desperate. We can't get through. It'll take ages. Harry looked up at the tunnel ceiling. Huge cracks had appeared in it. He had never tried to break apart anything as large as these rocks by magic, and now it didn't seem like a good moment to try. What if the whole tunnel caved in? There was another thud, another ow from behind the rocks. They were wasting time. Jenny had already been in the Chamber of Secrets for hours. Harry knew there was only one thing to do. Wait here, he called to Ron. Wait with Lockhart. I'll go on. If I'm not back in an hour. There was a very pregnant pause. I'll try and shift some of this rock, said Ron, who seemed to be trying to keep his voice steady. So you can, can get back through. And Harry... See you in a bit, said Harry, trying to inject some confidence into his shaking voice. And he set off alone past the giant snakeskin. Soon the distance of Ron straining to shift the rocks was gone. The tunnel turned and turned again. Every nerve in Harry's body was tingling unpleasantly. He wanted the tunnel to end, yet dreaded what he'd find when he did. Or when it did. And then, at last, as he crept around another bend, he saw a solid wall ahead in which two entwined serpents were carved their eyes set with great glinting emeralds. Harry approached, his throat very dry. There was no need to pretend these stone stakes were real. Their eyes looked strangely alive. He guessed what he had to do. He cleared his throat and the emerald eyes seemed to flicker. Open, said Harry, in a low, faint hiss. Um, the serpents parted as the wall cracked open. The halves slid smoothly out of sight and Harry, shaking from head to foot, walked inside. Um, bum bum bum. Right. It's so lucky that he speaks parcel. I mean, obviously we know it's not lucky, but you know <laughs> that he But it is lucky time. in this part. Um, I also like the um two stone 
serpents come back in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they come back in the books too, but in the movies, uh, when Rod and Hermione. and Hermione are standing in front of them during the Deathly Hallows, and do they kiss then or do they kiss? In the uh, movie, they kiss in the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, the book is better. But the book is better. The book is always better. It, true that. Um, but yeah, they come. They come back. They make an appearance, and so I just wanted to like shout out the mm-hmm. stone serpents, and also the fact that like in the Deathly Hallows, like they just know. Everyone knows that the Chamber of Secrets um, existed, and so it's like they're open. I guess kind well, of. Well, it's not it's like open, it's not open, but it's but... like. And now I'm curious how they got out of there. Fox. Oh, you mean from Deathly Hallows? Yeah. Oh. Um, I mean, there's probably some spell. Like Hermione went this time, so. <laughs> and they. True. And I, like, I think that. Grown. Or they can operate by that point. Not in Hogwarts. Oh. Are you sure that they were not able to operate because Hogwarts was under? Um... Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, because they yeah yeah because they operate to Hogsmeade. Um, and getting caught yeah. because of it, or almost get caught. Because I mean, of we it. can um, think about this later. In when, a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but anyway, so yeah, it was just like interesting that. I was thinking about the fact that after this book, do people, like, I'm sure it's still, like, they don't want, like, students going to the chamber, but I'm sure that, like, the teachers and stuff have gone through and, like, examined it and, you know, well, check to see what else is there. Well, none of parcel tongue, so no. They know how to, I they know where they it is. I'm pretty sure they probably didn't. They probably had hair go. That's, that's out. irresponsible. It's Hogwarts. You're right. <laughs> All right. So duly um, noted. Who, point taken. <laughs> Touche. Who is, um, who is your MVP? Hermione, of course. She of had course. the. She had. She had the plan. She basically like gave. You know what I mean? Like obviously Harry and Ron go down and they're like, you know, they're the actual ones who go to like save Ginny or whatever. But like. Hermione's the only reason they know where the Chamber of Secret is or, like, what the what the monster is, what's going... Like, they, she's the reason they have a full picture. And the fact that, like, she's petrified and she's still helping them is, like... She's the real MVP for that. Like, she's um, not even so, there and she still is, like, <laughs> you know, on point. So, yeah. Okay. Um, what about you? <clears throat> So I chose Ron as my MVP. Um, Valid. I think he just like comes up clutch. Like we talk about this all the time. It's like, and this is the second book climactic part where he does come up clutch in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. And like, um, I I waffled between Ron and Myrtle actually, mm. but I stuck with Ron. Um, and I think that this is one of those times where, like, he goes into the Forbidden Forest and he follows the spiders because he, you know, he just bucks up the courage because he has to do it. This time, it's like, the stakes are higher. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's the catalyst for them actually going. So, like, once Hermione does set them up for success, you know, and, like, tells them everything. But they go back to Gryffindor Common Room just, like, dejected and defeated. Mm-hmm. And Ron is like... I think Lockhart is an idiot, and I, 
Um, I'm not even sure if Jenny is still alive, but if there's any hope or any chance, I'm going to give Lockhart as much information as possible to go get my sister. And through, and with that one decision is able to like allow for them to even go through the rest of it. Yeah. So it's like kind of two halves of the whole. I think that Hermione and Ron should be probably, probably should be co-MVPs because Hermione gets them the information that they need. And then Ron doesn't allow for them to just quit so close to the goal line. Does that make right, sense? Like yeah. he, um, he really pushes it forward. Mm-hmm. And then he also just like, you know, Harry, talk to the to the pipe, you know, say something. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, those little like clutch things. And then um in a little petty way, the fact that he never got his wand fixed, you know. You know. Came in handy. Lockhart got his comeuppance <laughs> because Ron was too scared to, to write Molly. So, yep. Well, he's also getting benched this chapter Same. too. Same. Yeah, like, so. Lockhart, you got your comeuppance, but you're still getting benched. You're still benched. Why would we let you on the team? Like, why would we let you on the on the court? You're just gonna the, leave and not even tell. Like, the the teachers know that you're full of crap, and they know that you're not doing anything. But you don't know that they know that. Like, you still believe your own hype. Mm-hmm. So you are still so worried about your own reputation and your own life and whatever that you're going to leave. Not tell them that you're leaving. I mean, even when they're in the chamber, he's even once they get to the chamber, he's still thinking about, okay, how can yeah. I get out of this? Like, dude. You're in it. You're tripping. You're in it. You're tripping. See it through. But, like, you're just going to leave mm-hmm. and not even say, like, all right, guys. My bad. Or that crappy lie you gave to Ron and Harry. Something urgent came up and I have to leave right away. Someone else needs to go to the chamber or figure it out or whatever. Because mm-hmm. as far as he knows, they're counting on him. So. He doesn't care. He's, he's the worst. Bench. Forever. Forever. Never seeing no playing time. Forever, ever, ever. Forever, ever. Yeah. Forever. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Um, next week we will be discussing Chapter 16, The Heir of Slytherin. Um, make sure to read and follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Um, also, don't forget we're, we're doing a live tweet of the Chamber of Secrets movie on May 7th. That's a Saturday. I don't know if we said that before. Saturday, um, May 7th. You can use... Yeah. We didn't do Sunday because that's Mother's Day. That's for the mamas. Um, shout out to moms. Use the hashtag wizard team um, and hashtag HPCOS. Um, after the movie, we're going to do our last episode on the Chamber of Secrets where we recap both the book and the movie as well as figure out who is the real MVP and who is benched for the entire book. So let us- um, on May 18th, we'll, we're going to start Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. So it's coming up. I did really my waiting. Um, 12 years of it. 12 years of it. In Azkaban. Actually, like how many months has it been? Like... We've done our waiting. We started in September. Hold up. Nine months of it. On Wizard's team. (laughs) Get me serious. Really, man. Give me Remus, man. Oh, shout out to... Serious. Shout out to Hogwarts students about to get a competent teacher. First time in a long time. Look at y'all. Y'all gonna learn some defense against the dark arts. Gonna come in handy, too. 
All right. All right. So, so yeah. also make sure. Again, thanks wait, for listening. Make sure to yeah. let us know who your MVP and who's bench for the chapter. And mm-hmm. we only have three more chapters to go. Two more chapters to go. Two more chapters Two more to chapters. go. So thanks, guys. Sticking it with sticking with us. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Yep. Talk to you next week. We don't see you. Talk to you. We don't. Talk to you next week. We'll talk, talk at, at you next you. week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.